Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. And look, if you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470, or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at amensureoftruth at gmail.com. Look, we've got a great show for you today. April Walker is an author, innovator, educator, counselor, advocate, and mother, and native of the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. As a behavioral specialist, her mission in life is to address women's issues by traveling the world and speaking to women of all ages about safeguarding one of the most precious commodities, the heart. More than one way to skin a dog was an idea birthed a few years ago as a book concept that quickly grew into a powerful movement that would educate, inform, and be a central reference system for women. April Walker, welcome to A Measure of Truth. Oh, thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's Monday. It's raining here, but that's okay. I'm super, super excited. No, that's awesome. And, um, you know, I'm really excited, too, because even though I haven't had a chance to read the book yet, um, Mm -hmm. there's quite a bit of buzz going on about this book. and, um, And it seems that you have readers of both 
um, women and men. That's correct. It's it's amazing. I I think the men want to pick it up to kind of see what's in there, <laughs> you know. And you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the women, you know, I I hear the comments. I get the emails and you know the posts on my Facebook page that it sits. But either they say it sits by their nightstand close to them, or they have it in their pocketbook. I even had one woman, Michael, told that told me she kind of covered uh, the front of the book with something else, or her husband couldn't see what she was reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that that's really something. And yeah. uh, I can understand we have to tell people a little a little bit about the cover itself, which is a photo of a a woman who has a dog on the leash, but the dog has the face of a man. Wow. Yes. Yes. Who, who yes. came up yes. with that idea? Well, I did. I did, and my graphic designer <laughs> brought it to life. Wow. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I did. You know, uh, not to, and no disrespect to, to men or, you know, or the animal uh, counterpart of that being dog. Uh, just wanted, I wanted to grab people's attention from the onset, Michael, and I knew mm-hmm. that would grab people's attention. Uh, so it's an attention grabber. And then, you know, it's uh, some people, you know, laugh. And there, the book is the book is humorous, you know. So my behavior specialist, of course, background comes, uh, you know, through throughout the book. But also my funny, witty side is all throughout the book too. So that was the purpose, uh, you know, of the cover to get people's attention from the beginning. Well, I have to tell you, April, if I hadn't had the opportunity to meet you in person, I don't know if I would have pursued having you on <laughs> just seeing that book cover. But um, as you say in the book. And uh, the information that relates to it, this is in no way male bashing. It's more mm-hmm. about relationships. So tell us yes. a little bit more about that. Yeah, Not at all. Not at all. And like you said, you had the chance to meet me. So and I get that so much when people talk to me or they meet me or they see me, you know, in an interview at a book sign. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I perce- You know, I perceived you to be a certain kind of way or, you know, or to talk a, a certain kind of way. And no, no, the book is not a male bashing book at all. Um, it is, though, Michael, it is about calling men and women uh, to raise the bar in their personal lives. Uh, telling it like it is. The book does do that. It does tell it like it is. So I'm not just talking about the men in the book. I'm talking about uh, the women as well. Men, women, relationships, uh, being truthful, uh, infidelity, cheating. So they all kind of, you know, tie in together uh, throughout the book. Oh, okay. Great, great. So, and, um, so do you find that women are telling you that this has helped them to open up that, that really difficult dialogue between themselves and their mates to really get down to brass tacks about where their relationship is? Yes, and not only that, Michael, not just with them and their mates, with them and them, <laughs> with them and themselves. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah, just with them and them. And you find, I find that, uh, you know, a lot. I, I counsel women uh, throughout the country, uh, you know, so I do private consults uh, Monday through Thursday, and people kind of go on the website and, you know, they can kind of, you, know, uh, you know, get to me there. But, uh, you know, what I, what I hear, what's a common thread is that, you know, women need, to be more in touch with themselves, to understand, you know, why are they allowing certain behavior? Why are they, you know, why do they keep going, you know, back to this man or continue to stay in this relationship where they're, you know, not happy, where, you know, there may be some infidelity, and not just one time or, you know, but just over and over and over and over again. 
and, and that is something. I mean, generally you won't find that happening with a man at all. Um, if a woman cheats, um, something has to give at that point. But um, women seem to be a lot more forgiving in situations like that. Exactly. And, you know, and what, why is that, you know? And, and women have been very honest. You know, this book has caused women to look at themselves. Uh, this, this book has allowed women to, uh, you know, understand the importance of asking certain questions prior to entering into a relationship, uh, you know, to see the signs, the signs that are kind of there, but you don't kind of see unless you have some sun, some glasses on. So the book is the glasses. It allows the woman to have 20-20 vision and to see wherever she needs to see. It allows the woman to take it where she needs to, where she needs to take it, you know. And like I say, cheating is, you know, it's, it's heart-wrenching. And not only does it, you know, it, it, it hurt the person, you know, that's being cheated on, but it also affects the cheater. And, and, and in that aspect, if it's affecting two people that are in a relationship, you know, those two people can have children, so it's affecting the children. Uh, it's affecting the, the community. So it's, it's, it's a little deeper. You know, people think about cheating, oh, you know, because I think it's just so, you know, common, it's just common talk, common base now. It's kind of devalued. It doesn't have the, the value that it did once, you know, once before. So this book calls, you know, people to stand at attention. Right. And, um, well, one of the things I guess is addressed in the book is, um, I, I guess a woman has to know when she is in a committed relationship as well because it, it appears that that communication doesn't really transcend. Um, a guy may assume that things are cool just the way they are, but a woman feels that they have progressed at some point. Exactly, exactly, and communication is key. Communication is key, and, you know, that is lacking in a, in a lot of relationships, and not just communication, but honest communication, honest mm -hmm. communication, uh, honest dialogue. You know, people, you know, they have certain needs in the relationship. They have, you know, certain things that kind of make them tick, and people aren't communi communicating uh, properly. You know, I call it like a superficial uh, communication, because within a relationship, uh, Michael, and I talk about this a lot. There's something called an unspoken uh, language, and I think if you can communicate, uh, if you can, if people can understand and begin to communicate on that level, uh, the relationship will be a more sincere, a more honest uh, a relationship. Right, right. And with that, um, you know, a real bond can occur. But we find mm -hmm. a lot with um, relationships that there is a, um, this ongoing battle that continues, and the relationship isn't necessarily two people coming together, but a competition of sorts. And um, how is that addressed in your book? Well, it is a competition, but I'll tell you why. Because the two people that are coming together, uh, they have not found themselves. When you know yourself and you're comfortable within yourself, you're 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 able to relinquish certain parts of yourself within the relationship, so it does not become a competition. Where it's not like, okay, well, I'm going to make sure I'm getting what you know what I need, and I'm going to get it first, and you know, it's all about me. Uh, I believe when two people come together, each being a whole person, and they understand the concept or the you know the the, the dynamics of themselves, and see, and that's what I, I talk about that a whole lot because that. That is a, you know, a, a big problem. A lot of women, uh, you know, and I, I have done couples counseling as well, a lot of women, a lot of men and women, 
they don't know who who they are. You know, so when they get into a relationship or something they're calling a relationship, they do not know how to function. Uh, they don't know how to function properly. They don't know, you know, what what, what is important or how to relinquish uh, some of who, who. It's not even some of you. You're not relinquishing who you are. But relationships are give and take, but they don't understand the dynamics of that. Right, right. And um, another thing I think that people all become stubborn about is the fact that um, everyone has some baggage and some issues. And um, right. when you get to the point where the relationship meets this emotional level and the dialogue changes into things that are more transparent and the person exposes, you know, who they are and a little bit of their background and some of what made them that person. Um, it's the way that other person takes that information that that is so important that will make or break a relationship. And I agree uh, with that, Michael, but I also believe that it's what you're showing that person that particular time. Because a mm -hmm. woman can tell a man, well, listen, you know, I have dealt with this, this, and this in my past. But if that man doesn't see any evidence of what she says she's dealt with, to that man, that translates into, okay, she did deal with this, but she, she, you know, that's just baggage, and she's checked that baggage. So it's mm. checked baggage, Michael, and there's unchecked baggage. So, mm -hmm. yes, all of us have baggage, but what have you done with that baggage? Baggage, did you check it and, it's, you know, you, you kind of put it away? Or is it still there? And if that baggage is still there, so if you told the man about, you know, what is going on in your past and he still sees evidence of that, then, oh, my goodness, you know, that's a red flag. But if you, or you know, if that baggage is talked about and discussed but there's no evidence of that, then that becomes a plus because, yeah, you did go through this, like we all have gone through things, but you dealt with that and you've moved on and now you're able to come to me not having, you know, with that not being at the at front and center in our relationship. Hmm. Uh, now tell us a little bit about <laughs> why are you called the dog catcher? Because I don't oh. see any of that in the the. <laughs> What you're telling me, you're more like a, a counselor. You're more like a person who seems to care, and um, it doesn't seem to be one-sided in scope, but the, the term dog catcher seems to be one-sided. Right, because that is the Skin of Dog movement. Because that's the uh, the Skin of Dog dot com website. That's the that's the pulse of the Skin of Dog movement. Now, the dog catcher. Now, in the book, see the the book has certain aspects. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about men and women. We're talking about raising the bar in our personal lives. But we're also talking about the book is titled More Than One Way to Skin a Dog, okay? And dogs, you know, I, I mean, all men are not dogs. There's some great men out there. There's some wonderful men, men that know how to be in a one-woman relationship. But, you know, let it be said, and we know this to be, you know, true, that not fact but true, that, you know, there are some men that, you are cheating. There are some men where infidelity is, a, you know, a, a part of their lives or a part of, you know, what they do or even in some cases uh, who, who they are. So in that aspect of more than one way to skin a dog, I'm called the dog catcher because in the book, uh, Michael, I give women, if they deem to go down this road, I give women every, you know, possible way or technique to catch the dog if that's what they deem to do. So that's where that term dog catcher comes in at. And that's to identify the person that really is as opposed to maybe some insecurities that they may have from another relationship that makes them think that this person may also 
the um, the cheating type. Exactly, exactly. And you know, and uh, some you know, I get this, I get this maybe like once a month via email or message or whatever. You know, somebody saying, well, you know, you're t- telling women or you know, promoting uh, women to be private investigators. And no, that's <laughs> not. Yeah, I get that. Right. Which is great, you know, which is fine, and I'll I'll take that. Knock that one of my not- questions. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Sorry. Yeah, but that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm doing. Again, it's right. about protecting the most precious commodity, their heart. Because think about it, Michael. We get mm-hmm. references for everything else. When a person goes to to for, to get a job, what do they do? Don't they check references? When you go get a house, a business, go to school, get a car. I don't even health insurance. I'm not sure. But yeah, every major thing in our lives, they ask for references. But what about getting some sort of references when it comes to our, you know, our heart? And that so that and that's what the the Skin of Dog movement encompasses. That also getting references, finding out information before. You know, you decide to embark on this journey of get, being in this relationship with this person. Not two kids later or, you know, when you're asked, about to, you know, say I do, but finding out necessary information uh, beforehand. So what are some of these bullets? What are some of the critical things that you need to know before into, you know, going into a serious relationship with someone? Well, uh, one, and you're going to laugh at this, you're going to really, really laugh, but you you have to know the person's right name. You have to know what the person's uh, what his correct name is. <laughs> you know, and I said, you're, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, wait a second. I, I was trying my best not to laugh, but yeah, but uh, okay, go ahead. So, what, what are you talking about? Like rappers or, or actors? No, or no, people don't go no, by no. Their, their real names. What do you say? Oh, no, 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 no. See, because this is what I've done in the book. Okay, not only have I talked to. Uh, you know, women. So this is coming from me, from my psychology background, all that. This is coming. So other men, I've talked to uh, uh, many, many men, and you know, so and many men come to me in reference to uh, divulging their their uh, their dog secrets or their dog pound secrets. And some of the things, or one of the things, and I've, one of the things I've heard, and I've heard it from a few different men, is that in the beginning, when they meet women, they do not always give them their correct name. Well, you know, women do that a lot as well, right? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So men, men and women, right. So this is not just, again, so you can apply everything that I talk about in the book can be mm-hmm. flipped to go on to the other side of, of woman, exactly. Well, I can understand that maybe occurring, like, at the, the time that someone meets someone. Like, if you're at a club and the woman gives you some fake name, it's almost expected. But you're saying after a relationship or someone's actually dating, they're still going by a pseudonym? Yes. Yes, wow. I have, I've had, yes, I've had men. So, so you, you know what? Listen to what you said. So, a woman will give a fake name in a club. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's. But the, you know what I've what I have gotten from men is that name just kind of you know they've said that they were you know they were they would be dating a woman and this is a particular um, case that I'm I'm talking about now. Uh, the, the guy he was dating a woman for three and a half months. And somehow the relationship ended. He ended the relationship. He saw the woman maybe a year later, and she called him by that name that he told her, which was the wrong name. <laughs> and that continued exactly. He, you know, he said, yeah, that. So that continued with uh, for that whole three and a half for that whole three and a half months. Wow, wow, yeah. that, that's a yeah. shame. 
Yes, yeah. no, but and that's so, just no. That's just minor league that story. So, so what does a woman guy. do? So what does a woman do to find out whether a guy has um, revealed his real name? And I guess that would be the reverse as well for a guy to find out whether or not a woman is giving him her real name. Exactly, and that's why you know the book is there. More than one way to skin a dog. That's why I said I, I you know, I give women, I give men, I give women the tools. Men can use the tools, so you know, both it applies to both. I give people the tools to find out the correct information if that's what they deem to do. So I'm not advocating that everyone does this. This is, of course, everyone won't, which is great, which is fine. But if that person does, and you know, is either just because of who they are, or you know, something they may see or or whatever, then I give uh, people the tools to find out the information that they need to find out. No, okay. Now, you know this is this is kind of crazy because the dating world out there is just way too scary. I mean, um, I'm recently well, I wouldn't say recently married. I got married about almost eight years ago, and I was. Okay single for a short period of time and it was frightening for me <laughs> I was like can't believe I'm back out here doing this again mm-hmm. and um it was just amazing because um I, I don't know maybe it was I'm different now I guess and um the person that I was because I was in a long-term relationship as well was married for almost 10 years before that when I went back okay. out there into the world again um it seemed to me like no one else grew up with me Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one else found a real life except for me, and everyone else was still in this circle of um, game playing. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. it, it was just crazy for me. It was just crazy, and uh, I'm just glad it's over with. But mm-hmm. my my question is: is is this a manual to undo game, or is it um, something just way beyond that? No, it is. It is a manual, a manual book to undo game, but it's it is more than that. But it that is that. So you've kind of get so that that is what the central theme is, uh, to undo game, to call it like it is, tell it like it is, expose it. So cause, and that ties into the title, uh, Michael, uh, Michael. More than one way to skin a dog. When I use use the word skin or talk about the word skin, skin means to expose, to uncover. Mm-hmm. Okay, to put to put out there. There's no protective cover. There's nowhere to hide when you take that skin off. So that's how I use the word skin. More than one way to skin a dog. More than one way to uncover game. There you go. That is it. <laughs> and yes, no, that no, that is it. And but you know, in the book, you know, identify uh, you know the different uh, types of dogs. So there are five different types of dogs in the book. And those uh, categories are based on uh, how a man cheats, what his characteristics are, what he will do within that realm of, you know, the the the, the um, you know the the classification of dog that 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 person is or that that cheating is. So not the person that they're cheating is. Uh, so it is it is more you know than that. Uh, the book not only that I want the women to hear it from the men. There is a chapter in the book. Uh, Michael, that's titled um, Dog Pound Exposed. So I expose uh, the dog pound. So I'm actually I actually interview men in this in the in this chapter. I ask all of the men the same questions so that women can hear. Okay, and these are men that are cheating. So these are men that are still cheating that are in this chapter. 
okay, and women can hear it from the men themselves, what is actually going on in their mind, why they think they cheat, how they perceive the woman that they're cheating with, if this man is in the relationship, what makes him stop cheating. You know, I ask a barrage of questions to men that are cheating. Then I ask the same questions, Michael, in a different a different uh, chapter with men that are not cheating or do they, they say they're not cheating. I ask them to say the same questions. And women can see the, the, the different answers, and women can get inside the mind of the cheater. So it's very, very interesting. The book has several different aspects. I tried to cover it from A to Z uh, in, you know, in the book. I talk about different games, the lying game, the manipulation game, the, uh, you know, the abuse game, the, the lazy game. You know, so I talk about every game there, there is out there aside from, you know, that whole, that, that whole cheating dynamic. Wow. And, um, you gathered most of this this information from just your um your clinical background or have you also been a victim as well you know, I gathered most of it from my clinical background, and not just from my clinical va- background. I was always Michael, the go-to person when it came to when it came to uh, relationships, whether it was with my friends. And I always it was something that men always came to me and told me, you know, whatever. And that's why there's so many dog pound secrets exposed in this book because you know, <laughs> not just because I I know them, but because men actually told me these things. So you know, I, I, I'm sharing this. I'm sharing this with women. I'm sharing this, you know, to, with, with the world. And I would have to say, oh, my God, I started writing this book a few years ago, and I was about 70% done, 75% done. And then I had my own dog pound experience. So that caused me to write a little faster. I do talk to <laughs> It did. It, no, it did. And and I, I'm like, oh, my goodness, okay, here is me, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I talk about it in the book. But that did cause me to write a, a, a little faster and, you know, I, I, I finished the book. So I do talk about my own dog pound experience in the book. You know, I, it's not, you know, overbearing. So that's not the whole book because that was not the purpose, you know, of the book. So, yes, yeah, so I do talk about my own dog pound experience. But uh, the majority of the book comes, yes, from my, from my background and also me, you know, just the stories that I've heard from men and women, the counseling that I've done with pr- pr- primarily uh, women, but also within the confounds of, uh, you know, couple uh, re- um, counseling as well. Oh, okay. Well, very good. Well, look, April, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back right after this. Hi, I'm Michael Great. Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. I want to take a quick minute to talk to you about Young Lives DC 34. Young Lives is a unique, cutting-edge, non-profit Christian organization designed to empower and equip pregnant and parenting teen moms to become productive citizens in the community, a program that partners teens and mature Christian women to provide teen girls in crisis with timely encouragement, guidance, and ongoing support. Through the power of presence, Kids' and teens' lives are dramatically impacted when caring adults come alongside them, sharing God's love. Because someone believes in them, they begin to see that their lives have great worth, meaning, and purpose. This is just the first step in a lifelong journey. The choices they make today, based on God's love for them, will impact their future decisions, the careers they choose, the marriages they form, and the families they raise. 
And all of this can be traced back to the time when a young life leader reached out and entered their world. For more information or to get involved, check out their webpage at www.younglives.younglife.org. Or if you're in the D.C. metropolitan area, call 202-399-7017. Welcome back, Truth Seekers. You're on live with a measure of truth on blogtalkradio.com, and we're talking with April Walker, the author of How to Skin a Dog. April, we were just talking, and um, we were talking about relationships and game and just how this um, book is a manual for uncovering a lot of the deceit in relationships. Um, Tell us some of the success stories or some of the things that – some of the feedback that you've got from the book and what people have learned and actually put to use. Oh, my goodness. The feedback has just been incredible, and when I say incredible, um, it just has been mind-blowing, this whole process and the response um, you know, to the book, More Than One Way to Skin a Dog, has just been uh, phenomenal. Um, and not just by, you know, not just by uh, media and press, but just from uh, people. Like I said, I do talk to women, uh, you know, throughout the country. Um, and not just from women, you know. I, I get emails from men as well. Uh, you know, men saying, you know, I, and I'll tell you some of the, you know, more funnier responses. You know, men warning other men, listen, you need to Stop it now, you know, because the dog catcher is hot on our track. So, you know, you kind of have to get your house in order. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So, you know, that's the guys talking to each other and the, their man talk, which I love, which is great. You know, so I get everything from that all the way uh, from people, you know, emailing me, telling me, listen, I have read your book. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you one of the, um, you know, without mentioning uh, any, you know, anything too personal, uh, you know, a woman, she was in a, um, in an abusive relationship. There was cheating going on within the relationship. Uh, she had two young kids, and she just, she said she just could not see her way out of it. She didn't understand why she, why she was doing what she was doing, why she was accepting uh, what she was accepting. Um, and this had gone on for, for some time. So we're not just talking about cheating. We're talking about um, physical and emotional abuse as well. Um, which is, you know, a, a whole nother, a whole nother thing. Uh, she did get the book. She did not buy the book. It was a gift to her, which, you mm. know, I, I love that. Exactly, exactly. Right. So, right. So that's like a different, you know, that takes it somewhere else. It was a gift. Yeah, it was a gift to her. She read the book. She sent me an email via uh, the skinadog.com website. And she said after she read the first, I forget, four or five, that she finished the first four or five chapters, she said she just cried, and she cried. And she was very honest, and I'm going to share this. She said she could not pick the book up for another week. Mm. <laughs> okay? So, wow. yeah, so, yeah, so she she read four or five chapters. She cried and cried. She could not pick the book up for another week. She said because it was almost like she said I was like in her, you know, she didn't know me personally, but this is her, you know, the the words, like I was there in her relationship, like I was there in her house. And just to see it on paper and to hear someone else talk about the inner things that was going on within her, to talk about the things that was going on in her relationship, talk about the things that her husband was saying to her. She said it was actually a statement in the book that her husband actually used on her. So she was like, oh, my goodness. And she said that just, it just 
it was so close, so close to home that it hurt. It just hurt and hurt and hurt. And she had to purge, and she, you know, cried and cried and cried. And she was able to pick the book back up, she said, in about a week. She finished the book. She said two weeks later she moved out of the house. She uh, went to her mother's house, which is within a, different, a whole different state, and she said she's now uh, in the process of getting, um, you know, a divorce. She has sought counseling. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, and that was really um, that story, you know, I I remember that story. I have that, you know, email um, saved. I will probably forever save it, but that was one of the, you know, more heart-wrenching, um, you know, emails and uh, stories and feedback um, stories that, that, that I received. Um, so, you know, she had moved out because she, she had never went to counseling before. She said she kept every – she didn't – she wasn't – she hadn't told her family. She, everything, you know, was a, a secret. So just taking that step to tell someone, um, which I'm, she, I'm sure she meant her mom, she said she just taking that step – was a major, major step that she had never taken because she had never told anybody what was going on. Um, so, you know, Michael, like I, the one, the book, uh, you know, is, you know, it, it, again, it's calling people to raise the bar in their personal lives. And I don't use that statement or term loosely because just in that particular case, with a woman who was in an abusive situation um, or relationship and the cheating every going on, it caused her to look at her situation, to look at her, to look at what was going on and to hear it and see it from a different perspective and to be able to look at it, she said, from the outside in and then from the inside out. Um, it caused her to raise the bar in her personal life and, personal life and, and move out of that situation. And it seems to me too that from what you've told me that the the book actually exposed her secret because it was like everyone already knew. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And so and like like and I you know, I, I say that I'm not just saying this because I, I wrote the book um, you know, because I, you know, I got this question one time. I was doing an interview, and people, you know, some of the, you know, the person said, "Well, why didn't you get statistics on, you know, how many men are cheating?" I'm like, "Listen, I didn't. This is not that type of book. I did not want it to be a statistics book. We know that men and women cheat. We know that. We know that cheating hurts." Okay, you know what I'm saying? So, right, you know, right. I, right, we already know that. You know what I'm saying? We know, mm-hmm. we already know that. So, like I said, this book, I covered everything. I covered everything except the statistics. <laughs> except <laughs> the statistics. I right. covered everything, you know, in, uh, you know, in, in, in the book. And that's what I wanted to do. Uh, you know, my purpose was, again, that's why I say, it's, and I don't get offended when people say, you know, uh, or say or ask me as a mail bashing book, but that's why I say not at all. I, there's no time for mail bashing. You know what I'm saying? I'm calling mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. to kind of just, it's just to step, to step, to step it up. That's the art and to raise the bar. Uh, to, you know, to stop destroying, uh, other people's hearts. To let's start telling the truth. Uh, to get in touch with ourselves. 
you know what I'm saying, to empower mm-hmm. another another generation, uh, which, you know, the younger generation, because the, that, the generation behind us, they're looking at us. They're looking at how we perceive um, each other. They're looking at how we interact with, with each other, and they're looking at how we define this thing called relationship. They're looking mm-hmm. at that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I always say, the next generation, they don't, they, they actually go to, you know, take it, take it down a couple of steps. So if they see something negative, they don't usually stay on that same negative, that, that same level. So the negative levels at a five, they don't usually stay there. They usually go down to like a two or a three. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be very, very careful about, um, not only, you know, what we're doing within ourselves, but what we're doing within the community and what we're doing and teaching, you know, the, the next generation. You know, I, I have something that I want to, to ask you. It's, it's a very long and complicated question. And okay. I actually pre-recorded it just in case um, um, someone would hear through the door and misinterpret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Oh, that's really funny. That's so, funny. I, I'm going to mute you out until the very end so that you'll know exactly when to come in for sure. But um, okay. here's the question. Okay, so that's one explanation of what this book is all about, but I can't really find a, a better way to ask this question the way I think that it might really present itself. So if you would humor me for a minute, April, um, I'd like to for you to kind of role play this little scenario with me if you would and look please relax I would not try to trap you or trick you in anything that's not my style and it's definitely not the kind of interview that my listeners are accustomed to but in all fairness I'd like to say though before I present this that although I plan to I've not yet had the opportunity to read how to skin a dog well with that being said um, let's say for the sake of this scenario that You and I have just started dating. And let's say it's been less than a month or so. And maybe this is the first or second time that I've actually been to your place. Now, I don't know the standard time window for these kinds of things, but let's just say. Everything has been going well in the relationship up until now. Now, you know, you know, just the standard, low-level, playful battle of the sexes, but no real conflict. So I'm cool and you're cool and everything is copacetic. So we're about to go out for a date and I'm just relaxing, waiting for you to finish getting ready. And I see this book on the coffee table, How to Skin a Dog, and a photo of this woman with a dog on a leash. And that dog has the face of a man. Now, judging from the bookmark where it's placed, you should be finished in the next day or two. Now I'm starting to get a little worried. Um, I'm retracing my steps, and I'm wondering if this book has anything to do with the direction of our relationship. Now the scene unfolds as you walk into the room, and you see me holding this book, looking a little puzzled and concerned. Hey, April, what's this about? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. I love it. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Do, do we need to break it. and come back to it? <laughs> uh, no, we can if you, if you have to. Um, but wow. <laughs> wow. 
what is this book about? And you're sitting on my couch. Yeah, in that context, knowing that I'm yes. a little concerned, and you know, yes. I've got that impression because I've, you know, you can't judge a book by the cover, but yeah, I just did. Now exactly, what? right? And I would, you know, I would think or I would say, well, what? Why are you concerned? This is a you know book that book that I'm reading. Uh, you and I, we ha- we just met. We just met. You said we we've been going out or dating for a, about a month. Uh, so this book, you know, I picked it up a few months ago. I'm just getting, getting around to reading it. So you see me in the process of just reading this book. And like I say, you know, women, you know, are reading this book all over. Uh, it may apply to them or their situation, and it may not. So well. in my particular case with you sitting on the couch with the book in your hand, you know, it it, it's a book that it's a book that I'm reading, and hopefully, hopefully, what I would say, this book has nothing, nothing at all to do with you. Okay, because you know, when a relationship first starts, and of course, people too, they get to a certain point where things are, are settled, and they almost start looking out for that thing that could go wrong, that could blow up, and it's almost like I knew it kind of thing that they're waiting for, you know, and. Um, I just thought maybe that might, because you even mentioned, too, that this woman read the book and put something over the cover so her husband wouldn't see it. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. And I understand the marketing behind it. And again, I just wanted you to hear because a, a, a lot of women may find themselves in that position, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a good time to start a dialogue, too. Mm-hmm. as well about um, relationships and ask some of those questions and to right. help that person to understand, um, you know, you are learning a little bit more about yourself through this book as well, as opposed exactly. to making them think that it might be about them, which I think exactly. the assumption would be with a man to think right. that, um, yeah, she <laughs> she had to pick exactly. up a manual because I haven't been – Transparent or open enough, but um, exactly, exactly, right, and I'll and right. I'll throw I'll throw a different twist on it, Michael. I was sure. recently married. I got I just got married in June, mm-hmm. so I'm saying all that to say, you know, and I actually had my uh, my husband. Um, this was this before we were married. I, can't, I think so. We, I had him on the show on um, the Dog Catcher Live show. Um, which I do on Blog Talk Radio, I had him on the show just because people wanted to know who is this man, who is this person, <laughs> you know, whether on Facebook, you know, it would be all kind of little comments or when, I was, when I'm doing an interview, people wanted to know. So like I said, you know, just even me, he knows I wrote the book. He, 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 know, he knows that I, I started on the second book. You get what I'm saying? And it does mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. just because of, you know, who we are and our relationship. That, you know, he knows me as, you know, being an author, a behavior specialist. You get what I'm saying? So there's no, he's not like, oh, why are you writing this book? So I would say, and that's why I said to you, with you sitting on the couch with the book in, in your hand, you know, of course, this book uh, does not, uh, you know, apply to, you know, to everyone. But like you said, it it is calling people to you know to to look within themselves to to improve themselves to to raise the bar in their personal lives now again the uh you know the woman that 
cover the book, and I'm sure a few a few women have done that, not just the woman that I know about. But you know, my you know question would be, well, why are you covering you know you know the the book? Um, you know, maybe is there, is there something else going going on? So there's always underlying you know things going on that we don't quite know about. Right, right, and um, your your um your website um. The talk show and the book in itself have really started a movement, and apparently next on the horizon is the play. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Super, See, I, super I, excited. Was, I was hoping that just nailed the opening scene. So I guess it was nowhere near that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was close. It was great. It was close. I loved it. I loved it. The way you set the stage and all. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. that was great. Yes, the play. Yeah, the play, the play. I'm super excited about that. Um, the play is going to be titled after the book, uh, More Than One Way to Skin a Dog. Um, it is going to debut in Philadelphia on November the 6th. Um, mm. It is a, a yes, November the 6th of, this, you know, this fall. Um, it is a A. Walker Productions, which is me, and a Go Cash Productions. These are major, major, uh, you know, talented playwright uh, based right here in Philadelphia. Um, he saw the book. He said, listen, let's talk. And then, you know, the rest is, you know, where we're at now. Uh, so, we, you know, Justin, uh, you know, casting is done and uh, rehearsals will start in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, like I said, there's so much going on. There's so much energy um, around the book and the website. Um, the book actually made Heart and Soul Magazine's recommended reading list um, for yeah, June, June, and, yeah, yeah, June and July. Uh, I have an advice column that's starting in September, a pound of advice from the dog catcher and uh, Ants Magazine. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so just a lot of, you know, just a lot of good, great things going on. Uh, yeah, but the, the, the play, uh, you know, I, I'm very, very excited, very, very excited um, about the play, uh, more than one way to skin a dog. Awesome. So are, you're, are you acting in it? No, I'm not. Somebody <laughs> is. Somebody does have the role of the dog catcher. She's very, very talented. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, I'm going to be sitting front and center. I want to enjoy it. I want to just sit back and kind of, you know, kind of see it come to life. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm very, very excited about that. Oh, that's awesome. And um, I, I hope that you will come back on again and would like to talk yes. with you a little bit before your your opening and um, just wish you all the luck and um, try to support you any way that we can. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. I appreciate this. I would love, you know, to come back on, uh, you know, and, uh, of course, you said you haven't read the book. And, you know, I'm sure when you read the book, I already know you're going to have it marked up. Oh, after this, after this. (laughs) You're going to have a frown face by one line now. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. But no, so you'll you'll have a whole barrage of of new questions. I'm almost certain of it. So yeah, um, oh. yeah, yeah. So very, very, very uh, grateful and thankful um, that that you that you had me on. That you you had me on. Thank you. Well, uh, yeah, and you're most welcome to come back again. And um, and I uh, just wanted to thank you for um, I think. We've only met about two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah, so exactly. Coming on in such short notice and um, give the name of your show again as well as your website. And I'm going to let you go because you've got a show in just a few. 
Yeah, just a few. The Dog Catcher <laughs> Live Show. I do it here on Blog Talk Radio every Monday at 8 p.m. Um, it's a great, great show. You get, uh, you know, more, uh, you know, dog pound, dog catcher talk. Uh, the uh, topic for tonight is what is your man's temptation zone? So, uh, yeah, temptation, temptation zone. All of us have it. Uh, but, but that's tonight's topic. Uh, the book is titled More Than One Way to Skin a Dog. Uh, they can get the book at skinadog.com, amazon.com, or barnesandmobile.com. And, uh, yes, that, that, that is it. You can go to the uh, skinadog.com website. Uh, become a registered user. We love the registered users. Uh-huh. You can uh, subscribe to the uh, e-newsletter, which comes out every Wednesday. Uh, I tell people what I'm doing, where I'm at, where I'm going to be. And check out the Dogcatcher blog page um, every day. I update it every day. So if people go on there today, Michael, they know I'm on here tonight at 7 o'clock. So I tell oh, people awesome. every day, every day what I'm doing. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, Thank you again, April. We're going to let you get back to your show. And Thank um, you. hopefully we'll talk again real soon. Oh, yeah. And um, do you have a fan page as well on Facebook as well as your regular page? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. The fan <laughs> page is, yes, the dog catcher. It's under the dog catcher. So go there, become, you know, a fan. I update that, tell people what's going on. Um, it's under the dog catcher. Okay, great. Well, thank you again, April. And we'll we'll talk with you soon. And the best of luck to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Michael. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. If I may paraphrase Stephen King, the most important things are the hardest things to say. These are the things you feel ashamed of because mere words only diminish the thought. You see, words shrink things that seem limitless when they were in our hearts and minds to no more than just living size when brought out into the open. Oh, but it's more than that, isn't it? You see, the most important things lie too close to wherever your secret heart is buried. Like landmarks to a treasurer, your enemies would love to steal away and use against you at the worst possible moment. But still, you make revelations that cost you dearly only to have people look at you like you're crazy, not understanding what you've said at all or why you thought it was so important that you almost cried when you were saying it. Do you know what's even worse than that? Is when the secret stays locked within and you can't get it out, not for want of the courage to talk about it, but for want of someone who will just listen. Just Listen. As someone who spends a great deal of time searching for the truth, the lesson that I've learned from this quote is, if you want the truth, you have to be prepared to release all judgment and be open enough to hear and accept the truth in whatever form it might take. Judgment alters the truth by changing how it's told or presented. Not accepting the truth stops the bearer from sharing the truth. Ignoring the truth kills ambition and is a recipe for disaster and makes success impossible. We all over the years have learned to guard ourselves against deception, but I've also come to realize that in most cases, you don't even have to discover 
or discern the truth. You just have to let it be and see it for what it is. Maybe you have a story too. It doesn't have to be just like the one we've heard. Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm here, and I'm willing to listen. All I ask from you is a measure of truth.
few weeks ago on my way home, I was stopped at the traffic light just before entering my neighborhood. And I was thinking to myself just how much better my commute was than it was the day before. Earlier that week, I took my usual shortcut behind the mayor's office, and my wife and I saw Mayor Adrian Fenty in his new smart car. He waved to my wife and I, but I couldn't get my camera out fast enough, and I missed a great photo opportunity. So on Thursday, being better prepared, I tried again. But the weather was bad, and of course, so was the traffic. And I got stuck behind the mayor's office for over 20 minutes. When I got home, I was so beat, I went straight to my office and got myself a 40-minute acupressure infrared heat massage. And that brought me back to life. But today, traffic was a breeze. At the traffic light, I happened to look over to the car next to mine, and I saw a beautiful three-year-old little girl staring out of the window from her car seat in a daze. I smiled as I thought about how wonderfully simple our lives were back then when we were children. Then she noticed me, and she smiled back. And I looked away to see if the light had changed, and when I looked back again, I smiled and saw her looking at me, and then she started laughing hysterically, only the way a three-year-old could. So I laughed, and she laughed, and the light turned green, and I waved goodbye and proceeded home. As I was driving, I thought to myself, if that would have occurred yesterday, even after my 90 minutes in traffic, that would have been all I needed to snap me back to life. A three-year-old smile versus my expensive massage bed. The kid wins every time. On the drive through my neighborhood, I had an epiphany. How many things have I placed in my life to make up for not taking the time to really enjoy all the simple things life has to offer? Well, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Many of us have forgotten how to enjoy and appreciate the little things or even the small steps of our accomplishments or the little likes in our relationships or the small things that bring us joy in the pursuit of things that would bring us greater happiness. We have become impatient and always looking ahead to the thing that we perceive to be the source of our happiness. Webster's defines joy as the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. Look, be careful in life that you do not lose your joy. Research shows that if you do, loss of good health is not far behind. Take time out to enjoy the little things in life. Rejoice in reliving life's joys through sharing them often with others. And take a moment to relax in your moment of peace through your joy instead of the empty pursuit of pleasure. If you ever lose sight of life's joy, take every step in your power to reclaim it as soon as possible. Your first step to reclaim true joy in life is just to look to God. He's always willing to show us his glory to all who are willing to seek. Just take a moment and look around you, and you will see his joy everywhere. But if you still need a starting point, look in the eyes of a child. The younger, the better. There you will find true joy, or in other words, joy and a measure of truth.